Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Hosted by the Missouri Training Institute, this is the Weekly Workplace. Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success with you again today. Hello. Hi there. <laughs> Dewey Thompson, Ray Lyon, and me, Brianna Larimer, Missouri Training Institute. And uh, we're on our part three mm-hmm. of our Season of Change series now. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So uh, again, email us or give us a call, uh, mti at missouri.edu. And this particular episode, we talked last week a lot about kind of the preparation for workplace change. Um, started out talking about self-change. That's back on episode one. I'll put links to all of those in the episode description, um, but go back and listen to the whole series. Today is going to be about the actual process of change. So we prepared our teams. Um, we're going to make sure it's not a failure, uh, hopefully. <laughs> and now it's going to be, what does this process look like? How can I prepare myself as a leader to recognize kind of the stages and places that we're in as we go through this? And so tell me what comes to mind for you all when we talk about change process? That's the plan. That's the tangible, visible, you know, step one process. Um, and, and not just the, you know, what's changing, you know, we're changing out monitors, you know, or we're, that's the, the physical process. But I think it's also, you know, the plan. And you talked about that in, in um, part two having a plan, mm-hmm. right? How yeah. we're going to, you know, a, a schedule or a rollout or, mm-hmm. or whatever that to me is more of the change. Yeah. I, I think, I, I think, and maybe I think this is what Ray's getting at. You really have two things going on here, right? How are you going to implement the change? So for example, how are we going to implement this technology? That's the change, right? That's one thing to worry about. But the other thing that I think is sometimes even more important to worry about is how do people feel about it? How are people going to make internally make that transition from the old way to the new thing? So let's not get confused about what the change is itself. I mean, we can come up with a action plan pretty easily about how to implement a new computer technology. Right. And leaders usually are pretty good at that. They're pretty good at that kind of thing. But um, oftentimes I think what's missing from that plan is the transition part. Right. How are people? People transitioning internally, making those internal uh, adjustments that they have to make in order to really have this change come about. Right. It, internalize it. Mm-hmm. Internalize it. <laughs> and it. It can take a while, y'all. I'm sitting here reflecting on um, the change I had this summer, uh, getting a new laptop. How yeah. long? Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering why. Longer. <laughs> I was wondering why you were looking at me so fast. Well, and, and do y'all notice what I'm actually using today to record this? <laughs> It's the, the old, old laptop. Uh, and so we, we made the change. I knew it was happening. We ordered it. It went through ETCS. I have it. It's on my desk. Um, the transition mentally into the new yeah. laptop is is still a, a part of me right now. So great point, Dewey, in the sense <laughs> that <laughs> focus on the change and the, the the transition. So let's talk a little bit about that. Right. You, you gave a good example when we talk about the process of change, that new beginning. It's always externally visible. It's situational. But what about transition? What are some considerations now talking about that people 
part um, of of really moving people successfully through the change. Yeah. You know, this also has phases, right? Um, Just like your change uh, process has phases. But um, I think that first one is addressing that emotional um, letting go. So <laughs> I haven't yet. Your lap. Yeah, right. I mean, the just the the letting go of what is today so that I'm going to be in a space, a mind space to pick up what I need to tomorrow. But we're, we have a lot of fear about that unknown. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know we've talked about, you know, choosing, uh, you know, dysfunction over uncertainty. Um, but I think that that is a phase that people go through is just that psychological letting go of of the way we've always done things um, and and addressing some of those things that, um, you know, I know sometimes I, I've encountered people that feel like, well, we're changing because I'm not doing it good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, all the, I mean, just something in their little psyche that's just like, you know. I, I, if I had only done this better, we would have mm-hmm. maybe maintained this. Um, right, right. Yeah. And it might have absolutely nothing to do with that. Yeah. And you might, and you run into all kinds of different responses with this, you know, cause people are going to be all over the board. Um, you know, some people are going to see a shiny object with this change go, Oh yay, shiny object. Let's go. Yeah. And they and let then, go real quick. And they let go real quick. And then you have other folks that um, are going to need some time. They need time to grieve. They need time to just get over the denial that it's not really going to happen. Right. You know, I think that's, that's a lot of it is, you know, helping people through that denial, helping people through that resistance um, and recognize those are all emotional responses to change. Mm-hmm. It's not about the computer system. It's how they feel about that computer yeah. system. And expect, I think, you know, the, the external part. I mean, first of all, you might see more, you know, like chatting it up mm-hmm. or more heightened emotions. But I also think sometimes, especially in that resistance, um, less production, mm-hmm. right? Because people are focusing more on the emotional side and, you know, well, don't you hate it too? I hate it. I don't know why we're doing, it. you know, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like things kind of come to a, a grinding, <laughs> you know, like, wait, we're p- still producing widgets here. How, how, what's going on? So yeah. that can be a, a visual indicator to some, for leaders to maybe mm-hmm. Pick that back up and address yeah. what is might your, be going is on. Is your productivity going down? Mm-hmm. You know, you're seeing a drop and in expect that. it. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I um, going back to my two laptops situation, I trained uh, yesterday and I brought both laptops <laughs> just because I had the fear of what happens if this new one doesn't connect the way my old one did. And I just wanted to make sure everything was copacetic. And so lugged the two laptops into into this. So I, it's easier to deal with the dysfunction of, you know, that heavy load than it is to really just let it go. And, you know, honestly, because, you know, as a trainer, anything can happen. Yeah, if it can. It probably will. So kudos, <laughs> um, you know, for carrying your whoopee and <laughs> just making sure you have backup. Like, I, I can't be mad at that. It's time to let it go. <laughs> it's right. time to let it go. You can visit it next week. <laughs> OK. All right. Okay, but it needs to go. As long as there's visiting hours, I'm good. <laughs> it's going to miss you. It will. See, that's what I, yeah, it I, will. I, I know that attachment. Yes. It's going to miss me. Yeah, so let's talk about that, right? Some some tips. Visiting hours. All right. A good tip there. But no, uh, when we're talking about letting, helping people through that letting go phase, what are some suggestions that you have? Uh, at this 
part, I would do a lot of listening. I would do a lot of empathizing with folks and then a lot of redirecting. And when I talk about, you know, listening, you know, I, I want to, I want to hear what their emotional states are. What is their feelings towards this change? Um, uh, so I want to, I want to do that. And then I certainly want to empathize with them, right? I, I don't have to agree with what mm-hmm. they're saying about it, but I can certainly understand how they feel about it. Um, but then when I talk about redirecting, that's about kind of painting that vision. It's kind of about painting that picture. Um, and hopefully you can do that with some benefit, describing some of that benefit um, of letting go. Because frankly, Brianna, if, if you were able to let it go, think about how your back wouldn't hurt so much. You have to carry <laughs> right. both of those right. Right. laptops around right. all day. You know, So, you know, kind of describing some of that benefit might be of help here as well. Yeah. Uh, definitely addressing the emotions. And, you know, even though I think providing that access to those types of, of redirecting, you know, like, yes, this is where we are. This is where we're going kind of thing. Um, I think the rationale mm-hmm. is huge at this point. I do too. And, you know, going back to that consistent messaging, don't change your wording when it comes to explaining the rationale. Um, keep it the same every single time because people want to hear it over and over and over and over so that it solidifies in their mind like, OK, this is really going to happen, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being clear about, you know, what what is and what isn't changing. And I know we talked about that in, in uh, part one um, personally, but being very clear as a leader um, why we're changing and then what is actually changing, but what is not mm-hmm. the parking space that, <laughs> you know, when you were walking those tellers through that big change, you know, mm-hmm. your parking space won't change, just right. your terminal. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And I like, and I think you mentioned it too, Dewey, that, that what are they gaining? You know, we talked about it last week also, you know, what are you gaining with this change? And, you know, <laughs> we'll keep on my example here, but obviously with the new laptop, it's allowing me a lot uh, quicker functioning for editing. So by the way, I am still using it for that. All right. All right. All right. You're exploring it. <laughs> I'm then, exploring huh? it. I'm exploring but at what it. Were you willing to listen to that? Yeah. Wow. That it probably took us a f- several weeks. I think there was at least two team meetings and we meet every two weeks. So yeah, it just took a while. And I think for me, it was also getting over and this speaks to, to your, your point earlier on, did I do something that you know, is bogging this down or is there, you know, and so for me, my computer completely stopped functioning for a while and I was concerned about having to spend the money, you know, things that really weren't things I needed to concern myself with in the first place. Yeah, it wasn't your money. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And, and I paying for it. Yeah. And having those conversations with you all and saying like, it's fine, like it's fine, you it's know, fine and that reassurance. You can't do your job without the resources. Right. right? And so right. these are resources I don't mind getting a checkbook out for. Right? Yeah. Um, because that's how we do our jobs. Yeah. You can't do the job without having the the tools. Yeah. And just, to, I mean, so to the point we were saying earlier, like that reassurance. So mm-hmm. empathizing and kind of reassuring, like, I know this is difficult for you, Brianna, but we want to spend the money. All right. <laughs> we want to get you the tools you need to do your job. And, uh, and, and it will, I guess what I want to just say with that is, is you will have employees like me probably who, um, it, might take a few conversations of that, um, multiple conversations. So never think it's going to be kind of the one and done in the letting go phase. But this, that, that's a great point, Brianna. And it kind of brings up something else for me is, um, you know, the, the pace of change Mm -hmm. is so 
I don't know, so rapid it seems to be. Um, but exhibiting a little bit of patience here with people, mm-hmm. um, goes a long way to help them let go. Um, they need, you need to be patient with them. They'll get there. You need to communicate with them over and over and over again. Um, but ju- you can't just come in and say, thou shalt do it this way tomorrow. Yeah. That's, it's just yeah. not going to happen. Right. Um, you can declare all you want to declare, but that doesn't mean that they're internally going to make that adjustment. Um, so being patient with people, I think is an important thing here. Yeah. And I, I was grateful for that. And I had to laugh when we finally ordered the laptop. I think the whole team cheered <laughs> in excitement about time. Yay. Well, I you thought know? we were done with that agenda. Item I know. Like two, I know. Two meetings ago. <laughs> like what? What are we not saying? You know, how do we say this any differently? <laughs> that hasn't been ordered yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what I, I, when I reflect back on that whole process, because we, we know her, process Mm -hmm. for for change and i think one of the things that was honored was go find what you want like she i tell you she had books of different (laughs) types and different you know what they were capable of doing and i was just sitting there you know this megahertz and that gigabyte and i was just like "Mm -hmm. just let me know when you're you found what you love you know and we just she had to go through that whole process right 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 you know Mm-hmm. Make sure I was spending your money wisely. That was exactly. my goal. I, so. <laughs> you didn't pick the most expensive one, but you didn't pick just the cheapest one just to placate the budget. So. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the next phase. All right. Nice. I'm, 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 I'm letting go a little bit, but I'm kind of in this neutral zone a little bit too. Um, thinking through what is that neutral zone when we talk about it, the next phase of transition being neutral. I think in this zone, and this can be big, I mean, all of these kind of in a bell curve, but um, it's really about people finally transitioning from that most emotional space down to a more uh, rational place and really now for themselves trying to find that clarity among all the chaos Mm -hmm. um, and picking out for them what's making sense, what's resonating with them. Um, and they're moving from that, you know, black hole of change into something that's a little bit more concrete. Yeah. And that's hard because to me, this phase is marked by all kinds of things. On one hand, it can be very exhilarating, right? To get out of your old doldrums and do something new and um, a new little challenge that, that can be motivational. That can kind of, you know, people get kind of excited about that once in a while, but then other people get really confused here because there's, they're trying so many things to maybe adjust to this, that they get confused about what direction am I really supposed to go on? Um, you know, I go this way, do I go that way? Um, so it can feel like that kind of that emotional roller coaster, um, is kind of to me what this stage kind of symbolizes. So helping people, like you say, become a little bit more rational with that roller coaster, right? To me, the, the leader in this role is really going to, in, in helping people find their clarity is like maybe even helping them reprioritize Mm -hmm. what's most important. And, you know, and it could be something like, um, you know, customers first, customers first, you know, and just reminding them whatever, whatever you need to do to satisfy that customer. So yesterday at your training, like if you needed to go back to that old laptop, 
you do it because mm-hmm. customers first. That's our priority, right? Mm-hmm. You were in front of 50, you know, professionals. And so you, that was the main priority. And so again, just kind of managing, but help keep those priorities, you know, the work that's most important up front. And of course, the ones that are out there let, that are leading for you, those advocates that we've talked about, I mean, definitely leverage them. Some other things that I might help here is as a leader, I want to recognize when people are making even the tiniest yes. movements, right? And I want to recognize that. And, I, and what I'm trying to do here is to kind of when people experiment and they try this change on for themselves and I recognize that, I want to build that momentum even further. So I want to make sure that I'm recognizing that, that hey, they've reached this short-term goal. Thank you. Um, wh- what did you think about it, right? Right. You know, you, you did really well with it. Recognize that. Celebrate that um, to kind of gain that momentum. Yeah. Thinking about that, I just had this beautiful picture of my adorable son uh, during the potty training transition. And the very first time he pottied in the big boy potty. And I know nothing workplace related here, but of course, my head's wrapped around my son. So thinking through um, the excitement in his eyes. As soon as he did it, he looked at me, he's like, mommy, I did it. And he jumps up and I was like, yeah, you know, and, and just that little high five hug. I mean, probably don't hug in the workplace, but you know what I'm saying? Like just, it just made him want to get back on that it toilet did. again. Didn't it, it did. Yeah. It absolutely did. Yeah, he wanted to do it again. It, right. Yeah. And that's what helped him kind of sustain the momentum then to mm-hmm. continue it every day and make it more of a pattern then. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, th- I think they're, in that process, and we can relate it back to your your boy, but, you know, there's going to be a, a miss. Mm-hmm, of course. You know? I mean, because it's still it's still a new behavior, right? You're still trying to train your brain. Oh, I'm going to do this instead of that. And I think that's where we get into change fatigue because our brains are working double, mm-hmm. right? Trying, we're working it not to do the old way <laughs> and to do the new way. And that's a, like a double yeah. Strain. So I, I sat on a board for a nonprofit and um, this happened years and years ago. I'm going to really date myself here um, because the financial person who ran all the books for this nonprofit um, used to do it by hand. I mean, she had ledgers, handwritten ledgers with everything on it. And so one day, um, the executive director of this nonprofit came in and put a computer on her desk. And um, it took a long time, a lot of one-on-one training with this computer. Um, and so for about a period of two years, she kept the books twice. Once yes. she finally mm-hmm. learned it on the computer, she did it there, but she didn't trust the computer enough. So what she did is she kept it the old way on her led, uh, handwritten ledger. And it took about two years for her to kind of let that go, experiment with this new thing, Mm -hmm. and to be able to trust that at the end of the month, the numbers are going to be the same, Mm -hmm. whether it's on the ledgers or whether it's on the computer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That happened when our um, high school changed um, from the red book, you know, grade books. Mm. Remember those bright red grade books that teachers would carry around to an automated, you know, it was Mm -hmm. all online, like your assignments could be online, your attendance could be online. Or, and there were several teachers, you'd still see them in the hallway carrying that red grade book, <laughs> you know. But when they realized that after the last day of school, the students had left, it's four o'clock and the teachers that have already transitioned are going to happy hour because their grades are in. Mm-hmm. 
right? And the teachers with the red grade books are all sitting there still having to manually do the math. (laughs) Yes, do the math. And so that was like, for a lot of people, it was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. I think in the the neutral zone, people are going to come along at different times. Yes. And so leverage your advocates. But on the back end, when the the majority of people have transitioned and mm-hmm. that's that's when, you know, addressing why the people haven't changed, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the, the people that are more in that resistant phase. Yeah. Um, and you might already have identified them up front right. because they are always resistors or but is it something in particular right. about this change that's been hard for them to transition? Yeah, you bring up another uh, a, a book that I reminded me um, of this is kind of that tipping point, you know, reaching mm. that very, that kind of tipping point. Uh, and that's the name of the book by Malcolm Gladwell. So you're looking at um, how people kind of adopt change and things like that. That might be a, a good book you can get from your local Barnes and Noble here in Columbia and get a mention the weekly workplace and you'll get a 20% discount. Mm-hmm. We love our connection with Barnes and Noble. They're great. Yeah, love it. Love it. <laughs> They're great. All right, so we've worked our way now through the the letting go. We're mm-hmm. working our way through the neutral zone. What's next? Are we finally through this transition, y'all? <laughs> Some of us Some. are, <laughs> but not fully. Yeah. Remember, it's a long parade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember, people are adopting it at different times, right? Different people are at different responses to it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you know this this last phase. You know, and if you want to think of it, you know, kind of that acceptance phase or uh, I, I consider it the new beginning, mm-hmm. right? It's, a, it's the new beginning. And so this is about managing and sustaining the change because how you have come through this change for leaders, change never looks for a landing point. Mm. Change is always looked for a launching point. And so I, I really think as leaders being ahead of this mm-hmm. and saying, how did we do? Because even as you close down or, um, you know, think about this new beginning, there's probably something on the horizon. And so you're going to have to be very reflective of how did we go through this transition to know how I need to behave moving forward and in a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the key issue here really is, you know, managing it, sustaining it. Um, and I'd even add, and I would even add continuous improvement with it, right? Um, because maybe we do get something implemented and it's a change, but you know, again, people might have some great ideas about how to make it even better. Yeah. Um, so uh, especially maybe some of those early adopters of the right. change. So, um, you know, trying to build in that culture of continuous improvement is kind of a great way to um, kind of help with all these new beginnings because people, it helps people to remain uh, curious and to help people remain um, uh, relevant and looking forward rather right. than looking back. Well, and I think that's a great point. You know, this uh, we are a culture of change. Like mm. if you work here, mm-hmm. we are a culture of change. And you just kind of like plant that seed at the very beginning. And when people are like, we're always changing. Yep. We're a culture of change. You know, mm-hmm. like that kind of um, uh, mindset. Mm-hmm. But I I think another big part of this new beginning is about um, a lot of recognition, right? When people have really made those that transition, um, uh, even I would even go as far as say celebration. You know, I think uh, we never take enough time to kind of celebrate the changes that we that are so long and hard fought for, you know, sometimes. So um, I think celebrating that and embedding that into your 
culture of change um, is a great way to do that. So let me ask you this. So thinking through, because I'm imagining if we have those people and you mentioned it in the neutral zone, um, you know, you mentioned finding out who might still be resisting this change. I would imagine if we're to this point and you still have people maybe resisting that change or not accepting the change and it's creating some type of dysfunction um, on the team, what do you do? Well, I would say coaching. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is this is an opportunity for you to put your coach hat on and to help this person, right? Um, you know, I think good coaches are there to support their teammates and people who are struggling. So whether it's about helping them learn a new skill, whether it's helping them to uh, emotionally to be able to handle it, to let go of it, to to adopt it, um, but that to me is a lot of coaching. That's a lot of one on one. That's what you should be doing with all your people all the time. Yeah, and I think if we are in this kind of new beginning phase or this acceptance phase and you've still got people out there, you know, kicking and screaming as as those resistors, there's something else going on, mm, I think, at that point. And so to your to your point of coaching, um, find out what that is, mm-hmm. because it might already be an underlying issue to the way this person has behaved even before mm-hmm. this this change or transition. So there might be an underlying Mm-hmm. issue that has nothing to do with this grade book change or, you know, the, the ledger, mm-hmm. so to speak. I definitely, I, my, my mind immediately goes to focusing on the ability or the willingness, I guess, of this particular individual. So if, um, you know, obviously teaching the skills is a lot easier than their willingness um, to, to. Yeah, if they can do it and just simply want to cop an attitude and not yeah. do it, you know, I'm going to handle that very differently than somebody that doesn't have the, the skill, you know, mm-hmm. somebody that might be like that uh, teller, you know, walking in, I've never done, a, held a piece of technology in my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it might be an ability. Yeah. I, it was so funny because, you know, getting her just to touch the oh, keyboard was, was the hard part oh. um, so that she wouldn't think that the whole thing would get crashing down if she chose the wrong button. Right. And she was going to just shut yep. the whole bank, mm-hmm. shut the whole bank down. Yeah. But she didn't like anything new. Yeah, she no. didn't like new people. She didn't like new, you know, but she made good, she gosh was, darn good oh banana bread. Yeah. And customers love her. Uh, yeah. Well, she'd been there a long time. She had. Yeah. She had. Actually, it makes me think of something kind of in this new beginning. And as leaders even think moving forward and, and setting up the next changes, sharing an, a success story of how oh, yeah. we got this person through change. Mm-hmm. Think about this person, mm-hmm. you know, and what they were facing and, you know, and she did it. Mm-hmm. And if she could do it, guess what? We can do it. You know, you can do it. And so kind of sharing those stories, it, it was took a little bit longer, but we were very, I say we, Dewey, very intentional um, with how this particular individual was handled. But I think what a great success story. And that's how you embed change in your mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. Or one of the ways. Let me ask you, as we kind of start wrapping this particular episode up here, part three of our season of change series, what are your final thoughts as we wrap up this whole concept of change? Um, Don't forget the people side. It's easy to change something, right? From one computer system to a new computer system and one piece of technology to another piece of technology, one one old process to a new process, whatever it is. That's usually pretty easy. The hard part is the people side of it, getting people to transition mm-hmm. through it. So don't my, my advice would be don't ignore that that people side of the equation. Yeah, I, I would concur. Um, it's it's legit mm. and it can be the difference between a easy transition or a difficult one and then how you're setting yourself up for the next one. So 
plan to pay attention to your people, mm-hmm. even even the smallest thing or the thing you think is the smallest. Yeah. And don't forget about the power of food. Mm. <laughs> food are food we go- can motivate people to do a lot of things. <laughs> well, I'm feeling motivated already. Are we going for lunch? Sure. Uh, <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, that means I got to get out of here because we're going to go eat. So uh, thank you all so much for listening to the Weekly Workplace, to this series and to, to all of our episodes. We are so grateful for our listeners. Um, if you have any questions or comments related to this episode or any other episodes before, uh, send them to us, mti at missouri.edu. And until next time, it'll be great. Thanks for listening to The Weekly Workplace, hosted by the Missouri Training Institute. Dewey, Ray, and Brianna stand ready to connect with you and meet your training needs. Be sure to check out ways to contact them in the episode description or at mti.missouri.edu. Subscribe to the podcast to get future episodes automatically by tapping subscribe in your podcast player of choice. Hope to catch you on the next episode of The Weekly Workplace. Yes.